Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. We're beginning tonight's shear in Simon Chavzayan. We had just finished Sif Aleph, but I want to go back to the Ramah on the top of 72 to finish the Ramah and to discuss a couple of notes that we didn't get a chance to finish last time. So in the top line in the parentheses, the Ramah says, Gideim she'en lo yod rap zroa yaniach below bracha. Someone who's, who's missing an arm, all he has is the top half of the arm. He doesn't have the bottom half of the arm. So he said he should put on the film without a bracha. And that was the achra of the Ramah, because as he says in the next parentheses, Tosas berakomets kosu de gidem chayev. Tosas writes that a gidem is chayev. Obor zarua kosav the potter, and therefore the Ramah passing is that you should put it on without a bracha. So I'd like to just quickly read over the Mishaburah's hey and vav, and then see a couple of notes before we start the next sif. So the Mishaburah says in Sifkat and hey, Ratzalomar shenital pisas yad smolo im kol hakona ad hakuvado shenikra elim boygin. So he got cut off his arm by the elbow, and from the elbow down he no longer has an arm. And therefore, he puts it on without a bracha. But if he has a little bit below the elbow that is still there, then even the orzarua admits the tosos that he will be chayv and tefillin. That's considered having a yad. And then he writes as if katan vav, but you put it on without a bracha when you're missing till the elbow. I am If a person is missing his left hand totally, or nishar, or even if a little bit is left beyond his shoulder, but the place of the bicep he doesn't have it all. Basically, his entire left arm is missing. So the first opinion says, He's putter from putting on the shayad. He does not have to put it on his right hand. He's putter from putting on the shayad since he's missing his left arm totally. And some are machmir that in that case, he would put it on his right arm. This machlokas and this discussion is only if he's missing his left arm, which is the arm that he would that he normally put on tefillin. But if his right arm gets cut off, even if his entire right arm gets cut off, he is chayiv and he should ask the people to help him out. Because he's missing his right arm, he has no way to put the tefillin on his left arm, but his left arm is there, so he's absolutely chayav in tefillin, but he has to get someone to put the tefillin on for him. So there's two very interesting notes that I'd like to read now. Note number seven, first, we'll just read part of it. In terms of an isha, if a man is, is missing his right arm, and he has to put tefillin on his left arm, and someone has to put it on for him, so can an isha help a man put his tefillin on? Ule'inyan isha sheptura mi mitzvah tefillin, ha'im yecholo likshor tefillin la'acher, so Kosav Agos Maimonis Shirabenu Tam Asar. Rabbeinu Tam holds that it's Asar for a woman to help a man put his tefillin, to put a man's tefillin on for him. But if you skip down five lines, he says Inyan Halacha. But the bottom line Halacha Kosav Agonus Shlom Zaman Arbach Shachros Gedolei Hachronim Sheicholo Likshor Tefillin Lebaila. The bottom line, the Hachros, the Gedolei Hachronim, is that a woman can put on tefillin on her husband. 
Who's high in the mitzvah should put it on. So Yashif says, just like by a woman, the post can say, she should not do it, but if there's no one else to do it, a woman can do it, so too by a guy it would be the same, the same halacha. And, She's putter, she's putter from Tzitzit, from Tzvillin. Yeah, but, yes, but she's... Yeah, but he equates them to the mice of both putter, even though you're saying a very good point. Says note number eight, when the, when the person is putting it on for you and you're missing your right arm and they're putting it on your left arm, so they should place it on your left arm. Even though you have turned into a lefty, because if your right arm is cut off, even though you start off as a righty, your right arm is stronger and you put your tzvillin on your left arm and now your right arm is cut off, all you have is left arm, so now you're a lefty, you still put it on your left arm. And we're going to see later on in Sefkot and Chavbez that if a person just has from their wrist down, just their hand is cut off. Now that you have become a lefty because you no longer have a right hand, so someone whose hand gets cut off, their right hand gets cut off, they're considered a lefty and they put tefillin on their right arm. But a person who's missing his right arm and all he has is a left arm, he puts his fillet on his left arm even though he's for sure a lefty. So that's a little, it's a little funny. Even though he only has one option, but, but maybe he shouldn't put it on at all. So Shlomo Zamanov explains the chilek. One who's missing his arm totally. It's true, he doesn't have a right arm. His left arm is now his strong arm and his weak arm. And therefore he would still put fill on his left arm because that remains his weaker arm. Which is not the case when a person's hand is cut off. Now he has two arms. Now his right arm is the weaker arm. So therefore when a person's hand gets cut off, he has two arms. He has turned into a lefty and therefore he puts fill on his right arm. But if a person had his whole right arm cut off and all he has is his left arm, even though he also becomes a lefty, for the Maisa, his left hand retains its status of the weaker hand also. It's the stronger hand and the weaker hand, and therefore he would put the tefillin on the right, the right, the, the left arm. If he only has left arm, he puts it on the left arm, but if his hand gets cut off, he puts it on his right arm. That's an interesting chilek that Rosh Hashanah gives us of why when you're missing your right arm, you still put it on your left arm. But if you're missing your right hand, then you put it on your right arm. So we'll get to that halacha later on. Let's go weiter in the Mechaber Halacha base, page 72, the second line. Haminog hanokon shihei hayud shal kesher tvilo shayad litzad halev veatvilo olav litzad chutz. As we know the way we put our tefillin on, so the yud, which is the knot of the tefillin, which is next to the bias, you put it towards your heart, and the tefillo, referring to the tefillin, is olav litzad chutz, is on top of it, on the outside. So the tefillin is on the outside and the knot is on the inside towards one's heart. And then the Mechaber says, Yesh li zor shalotozuz yud shalakesha mea tefillah. 
one should be careful that the Yud should not move from the Tefillin. It should be very close and attached to the Tefillin. There's two separate points he's saying. Number one is when you're wearing the Tefillin, the, the Yud, which is the, the Kesher, should be closer to your heart than the Tefillin. And number two is that the knot should be attached and connected and touching the Tefillin. So the Mishibur writes in Sivkata and Zayin HaMinak HaNochon, even though the Lashon of the Machaber is that it's a custom, Ayin Bebir HaGrosh HaKosov, the Dina de Gemarahu Lepirish HaGonim. That according to the explanation of the Gonim, this is a Dina de Gemara, it's not just a Minog, it's more serious than a Minog, and we'll come back to this later as well. Shehei HaYud Sivkata and Ches, that the Yud should be closer to the heart. Ayin Bebir HaLocha SheKasavnu, SheNochon LiZoyer Shelo Yarchiv Harbei Es Keifel Kesher HaNiva, SheHaRetzua Overesba. Here he's saying a different point, and that is that there's a little loop that comes out of the Kesher with which we tighten the knot. So he's saying that little loop should not be too wide. Because when you tighten the loop, when it's, if it's wide, then the tightening is not going to be very close to where the, the shell, to the, to the bias. You want the tightening to be close to the Kesher and close to the bias. And therefore, the smaller the loop that comes out of the Kesher is, the closer you're going to push in the tightening part to the to the bias and to the kesher. That's what he's saying over here. The Biralokha writes, Shinokum Lizor Shalo Yarkiv Harbi, it shouldn't be very wide as Kefel Kesher Ha Niva Sharitsua Overespa. That loop that comes out of the Kesher that you're tightening the, the Ritsua with should not be too big. So that the place where you're tightening the Ritsua should be we want the, the place where you're tightening the Ritsua also to be close to where the bias is and where the Kesher is. And then the Mishabura says of Katan Tess, and that which the Machaber says, that we want the Kesher to be closer to the heart, and the bias should be, the Tefillah should be Olav Litzadchut, on it towards the outside. So what does it mean on it? Says the Mishabura in Sifkaton Tess, Einrat Saloma Shetiyah Tefillah Munachas Al Hayud. It doesn't mean to say that Tefillah should actually be on top of the Kesher, it shouldn't be on top of the Yud. Because for sure we need the Kesher, which is a Yud, to be next to the Tefillah. Beshave equally, Velomitatea, not underneath it. Rak Ratzaloma, what the Mechaber means to say is, Dilufishu Mateha Tefillin Lasaraguf. Since we tilt the Tefillin in towards the body, Kemoshakasav Sif Allah, so it should be facing towards the heart. Lochein Nikri Yud Shal Tsaraguf Lamata, Vatfila Olav Lasar Malo. Since the Maestro, you're turning the Shalyad in towards your body, so Mimela, it appears that the knot is underneath the Shalyad. It just means it's closer to your body. It doesn't really mean that the, that the Mishnah was just pointing out that it does, the Machabi doesn't mean that the Tefillin Shalyad should be resting on the knot. It just says it's a love because it appears to be a love. It's higher up because it's bent in towards the body, towards the heart. And then the Machabi said that one should be careful that the Yud should not move from the Tefillah at all. And the Mishabur writes in Sefkata Nuru, Bezoar Parshas Pinchas Machmir Ma'od Binyanzeh. The Zohar and Parshas Pinchas is very, very stringent about this, that the Kesher should be connected to the bias. V'yesh Machmirin Degam Kesheim Betoch Kison, Somar Machmir, that even when they're inside the Tfilin bag, Tzrichim Lizar Bazesh Lotozes Klal Hayud. There's so machmir that the yud should be connected to the bias, not only when you're wearing it, but even when it's, in, when it's inside your tefillin bag, that the yud should not be left away from the tefillin, it should be connected at all times. And for this reason, some have the custom to tie the yud with a, a, a string of a gid, a sinew, with the tefillin. They tie it together with a gid. 
the However, that custom should be abandoned. through tying the yud to the bias. Because the way he is understanding that the that the that the tie went around, it went around the tefillin. So it would be that 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 thing that you're that that sinew that you're using to tie it is going underneath the tefillin shalyad, the tituru, which is the bottom of the tefillin shalyad, and it's separating between the tefillin and your and your and your arm. And therefore, he says you should abandon that custom because that was the custom is to tie the yud to the tefillin by going around the entire tefillin. If you look at some tefillin, they have it tied, but it doesn't go around the bottom, so it avoids this problem. It goes through the hole. It goes through the hole, and therefore that tying would be okay. He's talking about a case where it's going to be a chatzitza between the tefillin and your arm. Therefore, he says you have to abandon the minog. Not that there's anything wrong with tying it, but there's a problem with tying it when the string you're tying it with goes around the bottom of the tefillin, because then the, the, the string on the bottom of the tefillin is chotzitz between the tefillin and your arm. That's what he's writing over here. That roi levatel zeh, da'yidei akshiri yechut shel gid, Siviv Torah. It's going to go around the bottom of the tefillin, and it's going to be chotzeitz ben hazroel atzulin. It's going to be a chatzisa between your arm and the tefillin. But the way, again, the way we have it, it goes through the the, ho- the hole, and therefore it doesn't go around, and therefore it does not create a chatzisa. Is it, is it essential that if you're using Could be could be with Africa git because it's, it's, the git is used also in the tying in the sewing of the of the tefillin. So it could be it's the same min as the tefillin. So I don't know if you introduce a. I'm not sure. Let's see the mishu. Uh, yeah, that, that's that's how it's protected. There's, a, there's an Indian as we'll see shortly that the tefillin she actually covered. So it doesn't matter what it's covered with. It's a covering of the tefillin. So that's 100 percent fine. Could be this is also fine. I'm not sure. I'm just saying I could hear the tzad. He's just saying that was the minog. He's not saying that it's that it's us with anything else. Says the Mishabura Vaiter, and here's an interesting line that we'll come back to shortly. So the Mishabura wants it on the topic of chatzitza that the string that's going around the tefillin to connect. The yud to the tefillin shouldn't go around the bottom of the tefillin because it's a chatzitza. He says if you're, when you're making your straps with your ritzuah around also, you should make sure that the ritzuah doesn't go under the bias. If the ritzuah goes under the bias, so the Levushe Srat says that you should move out of that minnow because that's also a chatzitza between the bias and your arm. That's what he's talking about. Shekorchen ha ritzuah b'mekom They wrap around the ritzuah around your arm, around the biceps, under the titora, under the bottom of the tefillin. And therefore the strap that you're wrapping around your arm is being chotzeis between your arm and its fillin. That's not so poshit, as we'll see, we'll see shortly in Sif Dalit. But for now, let's go right there. So, Sif Koton Yud Aleph is just going on that last point that we said, that one should be careful that the Yud should not move from the tefillah. Yachtoch batitorah milomalov yehadek hayudim abayas. You should cut out the edge, edges of the titorah, which is the, the side of the bottom part of the tefillin, not the, not the top part, not the square on top, not the bias, but the bottom part where it gets wider. So there, if you look at your tefillin, you'll see it's cut out on top. And the reason for that, the Mishabur is saying is, so you can get the yud closer to the bias. So the yud is sticking into that part that is cut out, and that's the reason so the yud can get closer. Says the Mechaber Vaiter in Siv Gimel, Haminog hanochon lasakin shamavarto sheboha retzua overes the, minog, the correct minog is that you should make it that the mavarta, the mavarta is the place where the, 
the Ritzua goes through the bias, right? The part where it goes through should be munachas letzara kosev. That should be closer to the, so- the shoulder. And then the regular part of the bias, the bottom part of the bias should be towards the hand. In other words, the way you put your tefillin on is that the way the strap goes through, the strap goes through one of the sides of the tefillin, where the strap goes through the tefillin should be closer to your shoulder on top, and the bias should be below that. Right, the rest of it should be below that. The way we put on our tefillin, that's the, he writes that it's the minog hanochum. And if you look in the Mishibur and Sefkatun Gimel, he writes, the iter hameniach tefillin mimisha eno iter lehipuch. A lefty who is borrowing a righty's tefillin, or the opposite, a righty who is borrowing a lefty's tefillin, ze'eno yochel lahotzi aritzua ulakava kadin ayin bevir alocha. And if you're switching, a righty is wearing a lefty's tefillin, or a lefty is wearing a righty's tefillin, assuming you can't switch where the ritzua goes through, because that's in our tefillin, you can't do that, because there's only a hole in one side. So look in the bir alocha what you should do. So the issue that comes up is that the two halachas that we just discussed tonight is number one is that the kesher of the yud should be closer to the body than the bias. Number two is that the ritzua that goes through the ma'avarta should be on top, closer to the shoulder, and the rest of the bias should be below that. But if you're going to switch your tefillin from your left arm to your right arm or your right arm to your left arm, it's impossible to have both. Because if you want to have the kesher on the inside, if you think about it, you have this being your tefillin, and you want the kesher to be on the inside, so then you have to flip it around to get the kesher on the inside of the other arm. And if you flip it around, then you have the strap which goes through on the bottom. And if you want to keep the strap on top, then the knot of the kesher is going to be on the outside, not on the inside. So something has to give. So he says, look in the biralocha. So if you look in the biralocha, the last word on the page of 72, turning on to page Lamedzayim, the biralocha writes... A person who is a lefty. And all he has is a righty's tefillin, which does happen for lefties. Or for some reason it goes the other way around. A righty is putting on a lefty's tefillin. You could flip it around. And you can put the other part of the bias where the strap does not go through towards your shoulder. And the place where the strap goes through could be lower down towards your hand. That's what the Shvus Yaakov writes and the Arts Zachayim. That you'd rather have the knot closer to the guf than the bias than to have the ma'varta higher up. We'd rather give on that and have the tefillin flipped around and keep the kesher on the inside. That's for sure better. It's much better than putting it the same way, meaning the mavarta on top on the opposite arm. Via tefillin samach aleiv, and that in that case the tefillin will be closer to the heart. Via kesher ayur chutzula, and then the kesher ayur will be on the outside. Because again, like we mentioned, one of those things has to give if you're switching a righty's tefillin to a lefty's arm. Now that's going back to the first Mishaburah, Sifkatam Zayin, where even though the Mechaber says it's only a Minog, it's a Minog Nachon that the Yud of the Kesha Shotzvillin should be towards the heart, but really, as the Mishaburah pointed out, Sifkatam Zayin, that the Gura says that Lafid the Gonim, it's a Dina the Gemara. And therefore, that's a more serious halacha. Even though the Mechaber presents them both 
adds Hamina Kanoch on these two things, the Biralacha says that's the one that's Machriya, that it's more important to have the knot closer to the inside, because the Gra explains the Lafi the Golem, that's the Dina the Gemara, which is much more serious. And therefore, we'd rather you flip around and you have the Mabarka on the bottom and the bias, the Ktsitsa on the top, and keep the Kesher on the inside of the Guf. That's the Biralacha comes out. And that this does happen. I'm a lefty, so it's, it ha- I remember it happening in elementary school. This happens sometimes that a lefty has to borrow a righty's filling, so you have to know what to do. That's what you do. You flip it upside down, and you have the mavarta on the bottom, and you keep the kesher on the inside of the bias. Okay, let's start. Halacha dalit. Halacha dalit. The mechaber says in the last line of seventy-two upstairs. Lo dover one should not have anything that is separating between the tefillin and his flesh. Lo shno shalyad, lo shno shorosh. It doesn't matter if it's the tefillin shalyad or the tefillin shorosh. There should be nothing being chotzeit separating between the tefillin and your body. Says the Ramah, v'davka b'tefillin. This is davka talking about the bias, the actual tefillin itself. Aval b'ritzuos ein lahakpid. But when it comes to the ritzuos, one does not have to be makpid. This halacha is a din and a bias. You can't have any chatzitza between your body. We'll see the shayad, the shalrosh, between your body and the bias. But the ritzuos, we are not makbudah. That's what the Ramah writes. But let's see. We'll see there's a lot of mishabura on this. We'll start it tonight and we'll finish it tomorrow night in Mitzvah Shem. Says the mishabura in Sekotan Yud Gimel. Lo yehei. Where do we know that there shouldn't be a separation? Tixiv al yodecha. It says, on your hand. So that's mashmur. It has to be on your hand and there can't be anything separating it. And in Tvilin Shorosh it says, between your eyes, meaning on your head, in the area, right, as we know, above between your eyes. So they learn from there, from these two psukim, that both the shayad and the Shorosh can have a chatzitza between the Tvilin and your body. Even the smallest chatzitza should not be there. You should be careful of chatzitza, even a, a live louse. If someone has lice, they should make sure they get rid of their lice. You shouldn't have a live louse. Even that shouldn't separate between the tefillin and the baser. The But at the very least, if there's a dead louse or there is dirt, one should be careful not to have it there separating it. Therefore, there are people who are makbid to wash the place where they keep the tefillin to make sure there's no dirt there, to make sure that there is no chatzitza. And then he writes, Kasa b'sefer revit ha'zohov Nire demashe ritzua chotzetzes l'fo'omlin Bein tefillin l'besara lo mikri chatzitza Demin demino eno chotzetz Says the revit ha'zohov That that which sometimes the ritzua on your shalyad Sometimes it goes under the bias You don't have to worry about it It's not considered a chatzitza Because min demino eno chotzetz It's part of the tefillin And therefore it's not a chatzitza this is against what we said earlier tonight, right? We said earlier tonight, and now we quote the line that we said earlier. But to the levushe srad, which we just quoted before in Sifkatan Yud, he says that it's not So here you have a machlokas. If the chachila there's an ini to be machmir, like the levushe srad says, or if you can go like the revit azov, then it's absolutely not a problem because memvino is not chotzes. So again, so obviously it's better to be careful about it, but it's not the, the biggest thing. It's not the biggest thing if it is chotzeitz because it is in vino, and there are many posts that say 
that it would be okay if the strap of the Ritzua goes under the bias. Now, if you look at note 13, you can help me read this word. Ulu'inyan, I assume it's a hand, hand sha'on. Is that, that, I think that word is hand. Ulu'inyan, hon sha'on. A hand watch. Al yodo ha'im sarach la siro kolam anachas tvilin. Those want to take off his watch when he's putting on his tvilin. So kosov b'shalosh and shivas cheshev ha'efod u'b'shalosh and shivas dovav me'isharim sha'afim ritzu also asuya me'or yesh lahachmir v'lodono kechotzeitz v'tzarach la'asiro. That even if the ritzu of the watch is made out of leather, one should be machmir and he should view it as a chatzitza. Even though it's a funny thing because we just said that we're only in the Ramah, I mean we didn't get to the Mishaburus on that, but we said the only chatzitza we're worried about is under the bias, not about the ritzuos. But then he writes in the Derachayim shev mokom akrichos ein lahachmir al chatzitza klal. Which is in line with what the Ramah sounds like, and that is that a place where the wrappings of the of the straps are, there is no hakpod al chatzitz at all, and therefore one would not have to take off his watch. But let's see what the Mishabura says in Sifkata and Tesvav. We said it does not matter if it's a shayat or the sharosh; you can't have a chatzitza. What? I don't know if wet hair is a chatzitza. It's just not good for your tefillin. <laughs> It's not good for your tefillin. It's going it's to ruin your tefillin. If you look at note 14, before we read the Mishabura, he writes, Even in a place where, right, the tefillin shorosh is in the right place, so it's not, it's not flush against your, your, your head, because your head um, bends downwards, right? Your head, the, the place of your forehead, it curves downward. So the shorosh is not sitting necessarily entirely necessarily. Depends on your hairline and depends how your head is shaped. But for a person whose shorosh is in the right place and his head is bent downwards and the shorosh is hanging over a little bit. So in note 14 he writes, the shorosh mis agel mata. Even in a place where your head bends downwards, In which case in that place anyway the tefillin is not actually touching your head. Rav Yoshev says, Even if the tefillin is not touching it, but you shouldn't have a chatzitza in that place where the tefillin is really hanging over it, there shouldn't be a chatzitza, even though it's not actually touching the tefillin. But if you look at Sivkot and Teslav, he writes, Kosov b'sefer machzis ha-shekel, v'ra olay ha-maisa, it is very evil in my eyes. The action shall osan hanosha that those people are doing shemegadlim blorosehan that they that they grow very long hair. I don't have this problem. They grow very long hair in the front. Milvarkiu derech shachat v'gaiva. Besides that, growing long hair in the front is is gaividik. It's haughtiness. Ayin mashakasa biyaradeya simikuf ayin ches. Look what they write in Orachayim about in Yaradeya about that in simikuf ayin ches. But besides for that issue of gaiva, yeshbo iser v'hanochas tefillin. There's an iser of hanochas tefillin there. The kevan the gedolin harbe. Since it grows very long, lekelo meimar behu hainu revisayu. We can't say that's the regular way to have a little bit of hair on your tefillin. We won't consider that the regular way of the growth because it's too much hair. The chotasim and that would be a chatzitza ayin shom. Ubalav chatzitza nami and even besides the problem of chatzitza. If you have too much hair in the front, it's very difficult to be exacting. It's very hard to tighten it and get it in the exact spot. If you have long hair, it tends to move more. So you have three problems with having long hair in the front. One, it's Gai Vidikstam, Ayin Yaradeya. Number two, it's a problem of Chatzitza. And number three, it's a problem that it's not in the right place. So there's many problems with having hair in the front. Says note number 15. 
ולעניין אדם המגדל סרוסוב וממבקש מאחר שייתם לו תפילן להניחון ויש בכך שעש מבורך ברוך על בטלו. Let's say someone asks you to borrow his tefillin, but he has a very big chup in the front, he has very long hair in the front, he asks you to borrow his tefillin. So kosa b'shal yeshuv is karen l'david, she'ein lihimona melehavion lo almanashi anichin. You don't have to hold back from bringing him tefillin that he should put it on. Elo yeshlomar lo shelo yevarech ala shel rosh, elo rak ala shel yad. You should just advise him with that long hair, you shouldn't bother making a brach on the shorosh, only make a brach on the shoyad. V'im lo yishmalo, and if he doesn't listen to you, v'yavarech gam ala shorosh, e you don't have to worry about it. It's not a problem of lufne either. But you see how serious it is? He says you have to advise him not to make a bracha on the shorosh when you give him the shorosh. So that's the Mishaburu's uh, cry for not having long hair in the front. Again, three problems. Gaiva, Sam, it's a problem having long hair. Number two is it's a possibility of a chatzitza. And number three is that it's hard to tighten it properly that it wouldn't move from its place. No, I didn't see any, any shear given. I, I think it's... Uh, I think you're good. <laughs> we can go around the room. But we will uh, we'll stop here and we'll continue with Hashem tomorrow night. You have been listening to a shear from shasilluminated.org. For other shearim on many topics or to hear an eon shear on any dafin shas including Mara McClellan's on each shear, please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS. That's 203-312-7427 or email info at shasilluminated.org.